0: Hello and welcome back. The Restaurant Growth Podcast is now the pre-shift podcast presented by Seven Shifts. I'm still your host, DJ, and we'll still be bringing you everything you need to know about running your restaurant better. It's the best parts of the existing podcast with a little bit more focus and a fresh coat of paint. and We've got a ton of exciting guests coming up this year. We're we'll bringing you a new episode every other week and be sure to follow us on social media for some clips and new bonus content. And for our first episode of the year and the new season, we are joined by Anthony Valletta.
1: I'm Anthony Valletta, the president at Bar Taco, uh, based in Connecticut, 24 locations across the country.
0: Anthony has had an extensive career in the hospitality business. He started out at Darden Restaurants and has worked in executive leadership roles at Del Frisco's, Michael Mina, and Bird Call before joining Bar Taco in 2021. We'll get to chatting about Bar Taco's heavy lean-in on technology, their unique approach to training and career development, their radical wage structure, and how all of those practices have them poised for growth in 2023. But first, Anthony tells us how the industry has changed during his career.
1: I think there's two components you kind of look at. I think the one is the, the internal side, the employee side, is that the the things that are driving people to restaurants, to want to work in restaurants, to be proud to be at restaurants has changed so much from years ago, whereas before it was, who's going to pay me the most money? Where am I going to get a little bit of learning out of? How do I go from there? And now um, we're starting to get a little bit more of the purpose driven of what do you stand for? What does your brand mean? How is your brand involved in the community? Uh, you know, What is your brand doing to give back um, or... Uh, You know, what are your green initiatives? I mean, the questions that are being asked by our staff are incredible, um, but very, very different. So people are actually looking to be a part of brands they can associate with, that they resonate with and that they're proud to say, it's not just I work there. It's I work there because I think that's really powerful and means a lot for internal brand. I think on the external side, you know, what's interesting is I think one of the benefits of COVID is that people were really exposed to how hard the business is to run. Um, you know, years ago, people just took, took advantage of the fact that the waiter was there and the, and the food showed up on the plate and they didn't really look at the the inner workings of how hard it is to do our day to day. And with COVID, with, the with, you know, mass exodus and restrictions, I think people started to understand how multidimensional our business is. Um, and because of that, they became a little more lenient in certain aspects, but much more uh, value driven now than ever because they were so exposed to it. So I think... You know, COVID had a little bit of an impact, but even before that, I think there's been a, a very big change in landscape of how we're recruiting and, and how purpose-driven restaurants need to be versus just selling an experience.
0: As those changes were taking place and as the restaurant industry shifted, Valera found himself drawn to what the team at Bartaco was doing.
1: Yeah, you know, I've, I've always been uh, kind of admiring from a distance the Barteca brand when it was Barcelona and Bar Taco. Um, yeah, they were... Pioneers in a lot of ways of bringing tapas food to the states before it was really a style of dining. Um, you know, the first ones to really do elevated street food in a, in a taco setting in a, in a full service environment. Um, you know, just a culture that was built I always kind of admired and, and emulated some things they'd done from afar. Uh, you know, during my time, I had a chance to work with you know Michelin chef and time to work with a, a tech kind of leading QSR, and then you know the behemoth of a steakhouse with Del Friscos, and saw so many different avenues and. Taco kind of took my last three experiences as an executive and, and put them all into one. You know it's, it's tech forward employee facing high quality product um, that's on a growth mode that's that's really challenging the way that we do things in the restaurant business. So to me it's I, I was excited to be a part of someone changing the game versus just one staying into play.
0: Now that tech forward approach is one that many in hospitality are gravitating towards, no doubt spurred by the pandemic influence. QR codes became mainstays in restaurants, surprisingly. We're ordering and paying on our own devices, using kiosks, and tipping via tablet. But technology can find itself at odds with a warm, inviting guest experience. Bartaka, however, takes that challenge head on.
1: I think the key is, um, for us, there, there are synergies, but you need to be very careful how you utilize them, right? If you utilize tech at face value, a lot of times you get that kind of disparity between putting the guest or employee first and being tech forward and you know, having robots replace people and things of that nature. I think for us, we look at it as, as what are the opportunities and what are the companies we want to partner with that are cited to find a way to, to blend those two worlds together? You know, and we partnered with OneDine um, to do our on-demand hospitality. The real key was that, was that was what we were trying to solve for, was how do you create hospitality with the integration of technology together, not how do you replace? I think so many times in the industry... It's, a, it's exactly that. It's used to replace something in hospitality versus how do you enhance it? So everything that we've done, whether it's the, the front of house, you know, the, the guest facing from One Dine, things of that nature, our wait list, our application, all those things. And even behind the scenes, using things like a seven shifts and rolling out a KDS and finding ways to also incorporate technology that makes the, the, our internal guests, our, our staff, feel elevated. I think that's the challenge. So for us. We, we take the challenge head on and we never look to replace. And if something is going to replace the human element and not give us time back to enhance it, the whole point of our QR code dining is that what it actually did is it allowed our staff to engage more with the guests than they did before.
0: But that kind of heavy investment in tech doesn't exactly come without some challenges and in some cases a little bit of resistance.
1: Now it's post-COVID and, and the challenge is, okay, like, hey, COVID's over. Why is this still here? And to us, it, we, it happened during COVID, yes, but it wasn't a COVID you know, replacement. We leaned in and said, hey, there's more here. We can create a better experience, a better atmosphere, a better vibe by giving our managers and service leaders a chance to have more time to create the environment than they did before. So that's always the, the struggles. And obviously early adoption, You know, the first UX UI was, was not great and it was and janky and it took nine steps to do something that now it takes us two so we're constantly evolving nothing's ever easy in a rollout uh with any type of technology as we all know um we've had amazing partners and we've kept the really open feedback um and we worked really fast to, to make those adjustments and take as much feedback from our guests and staff to to enhance the programs we're using today
0: despite these challenges though Bartaco's lean in on technology has had an overwhelmingly positive effect on the guest experience. But as Anthony mentioned earlier, there is an equal amount of revolution happening on the employee side of the restaurant business. Even now, we're still hearing about the labor shortage in hospitality. Hiring is harder than ever, and restaurants have set themselves apart to become employees of choice. And Bartaco is leading the charge there, too.
1: Even before COVID, we were looking at finding ways to enhance the overall package for all of our team members, whether well, that was a a 401k match or, you know, the, the other benefits of uh, the, the frill benefits, if you will, right, that are exciting people. But for us, you know, we really leaned into things I mentioned earlier is what is it that our new employees are looking for? They're looking for places that are, you know, going carbon neutral, which we did. They're looking for places that are environmentally conscious, which we're doing. They're looking for a lot more of what is commonly referred to as soft skills, but, but we consider them just the skills to do the job. We invested in a platform called Giant and created something called Bartaco Leadership Academy. So, every salaried employee in our company has a form of executive coaching, and that coaching is done not about how to manage Bartaco; it's about how to manage yourself, how to know yourself, how to lead yourself, how to be a better person at home and at work and at, and wherever else you may you may be. Um, we started leaning into a lot more of of the purpose driven and developing the person themselves. Versus just, hey, we're going to pay you five grand more. We always pay at the top end of the spectrum. That's I think right now that's that's not really even getting into the table. I think it's like the seventh on the list of reasons people are looking for jobs, but right? it's falling by the day. Um, we want to make sure we're taking care of someone financially so they have time to obviously enjoy their, their personal time. But to us, it's about purpose. It's about finding those things that are really impactful in the restaurant that we can do that make them feel a sense of, of belonging and community. Um, and we've leaned into that. Every day, we continue to lean into that to find more enhanced ways to uh, have it be more of a well-rounded program, not just a restaurant program. And that's led to us being in a a pretty solid spot for staff.
0: The linchpin of Bar Taco's employee experience is that training. The key difference being that they're helping their team be the best versions of themselves and not just better at managers or employees at Bar Taco.
1: Right after I joined, they they had already been talking about finding a, a development program coaching tool for not the hard skills, the soft skills, right, which are really the necessary skills to, to be a leader. Um, and I had worked with this platform giant a previous life, um, you know, kind of brought it to fruition. And then Scott, our, our founder and CEO, took it to the next level and said, this isn't just for our, you know, directors and above. This should be for everybody. We should be doing this all the way down to the, the assistant managers and service leaders and sous chefs. And um, we knew that that was really going to change the landscape, that if we really wanted leaders and not managers that we needed to have that as part of our DNA, part of our culture. So we we saw the early need for the investment, and the return has been amazing. I've, I've literally heard from people. I was just in our store here in North Hills in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I had one of the people that's in the program look at me and say, "It literally changed my life. I, I've I've changed the way I think about things. I've changed things with my husband. Like it's these stories are remarkable, and it has. It, it, it's it's not about being a better person at Bartaco like you mentioned earlier, DJ. It's about being a better person for yourself and a better leader. And those skills are transferable to whatever you do. Um, so we saw the need in really developing people, not Bartaco managers, right? Um, so we saw that early on. And now as we go into 2023, we just uh, set up a partnership with a company called One Huddle to enhance our LMS. And, and I really think that the way people are going to start, are going to really enhance your learning platform um, is the way that we receive information now, which is through Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. It's short snippets, quick, right, information, very, very kind of fast downloads. Um, so we're also trying to adjust the way that we teach and the way that we we translate information into a way that's more, that resonates better with our employees and our leaders and our managers. Um, and that's a huge component. And this, this giant program that we use, One of the main reasons we picked it is that there's a lot of great platforms out there, but they're what I call a blanket approach. Like you teach one thing and everybody takes something different because we all have a different lens. This program actually understands your lens and teaches you custom to the way you see things from the outside. Um, So it's a really customary approach, I think is really going to be the way what we're leaning into. I think it's the wave of the future is that you've got to realize that we have such a dynamic leadership um, diversity in today's you know, management world. And if we don't do that and we think we can give one system the same across the board, uh, we'll fail. And we're, we're really excited to continue to kind of lean into ways we can diversify our training.
0: Bartaco also has a wildly different approach to career pathing than most restaurants and adapting of sorts to the younger generation's expectations of clarity and quick turnaround. The Uber generation, if you want to call it, um, just... Young people and young generations that is used to more instant gratification than previous ones.
1: We kind of looked at a response of saying, let's make sure people understand what that path looks like, the fact that it's accessible. um, You know, find those people that have done it well and emulate that behavior. Um, And we created this new position called a service leader, which is this kind of hybrid server manager role where they're still working on leadership skills and managing the building, but they're. They're responsible for leading service on a more intense level than a typical manager may be. Um, wanted them to see, like, hey, how do they get from that position to my position, uh, and everything in between? And we've created these, you know, stair steps, basically. Of here's the next step for you. Here's the things that we're going to provide you to give you education and support and challenge to get to the next level. And then at that level, here's the next step. And you know, my team jokes. I, I use an expression and say, "Only dangle edible carrots." Um, like, so I'm going to put something in front of you, but you can actually eat it, right? It's not this one that just keeps moving along. Um, uh, what's kind of the, the thought too there is, Hey, we're going to tell you what's next and what you need to achieve it. And when they do that, we're fortunate with the amount of growth that we have, that they're actually able to take that job off. Um, where some companies that are stagnant, it's hard to say, well, I got all this done. Now what? Well, now you got to wait until somebody quits, retires, or gets fired. Well, that's kind of hard. Um, you know, for generation, they don't want to hear that. Right. So We're we're fortunate in that aspect as well.
0: Now, not everything that they tried was a success, and it took a little bit of trial and error and learning from employee feedback. One instance of that was a matched 401k offer that wasn't as successful as they had hoped.
1: The adoption rate was was much lower than what I would have expected. Um, It's staying, it's sticking. The people that that are there obviously appreciate it. Um, And we're working on the education side of understanding, you know, no, this is actually free money. Like, it's real. It's not a, a... commercial right at the end that we're talking fast. Um, But that was a surprising one, especially in today's landscape.
0: While the 401k match wasn't a big winner, Bartaco has addressed comp from another way with an innovative wage structure where every hourly employee from the kitchen to the dining room gets paid the same wage and tip percentage, effectively equalizing comp across the board.
1: Yeah, you know, when we adjusted to the new model where we, we create this new position of service leaders, we also adjusted the model in the restaurants where everybody makes a living wage. So um, across the entire company, every single, or, sorry, the entire location, every uh, state, a little bit different based off minimum wage requirements. But everyone in the restaurant, no matter your position, if you're a dishwasher, a host, a busser, a food runner, a line cook, you all make the exact same base wage. There's zero, zero differentiation whatsoever. Um so the idea behind that one is that now, now there's no argument of um, people being paid differently for any type of reason, whether that's because of experience or ethnicity or age or beliefs. It, it's all gone. Everyone is exactly the same. Um, and then the tips that that we, we collect um, are evenly distributed to every single employee as well. So there is not one person in the restaurant that makes a penny more or less than anybody else. The bartenders uh, eat what they kill, if you will, so they're their own island as they should be. But... The rest of them, line cooks, uh, back of house, front is all the same. They all make the exact same dollar amount across the board. Um, and we're, we're being able to pay, you know, somewhere between 20 to upwards of sometimes 40 hours an hour in peak season to these employees. And, you know, we all know for the longest time that the back of house employees have been underpaid for decades in the restaurant business. They're the hardest working people. The dishwasher has always been the lowest paid person and they are the hardest working Hardest job, most impactful job in the entire restaurant, and, and arguably sometimes the most undercompensated. So now that, that employee is making the exact same amount as the you know, the, the tenured line cook. Um, and what it's done is a handful of things. Is One, we're able to provide an amazing living wage. And we, we had a story that came from one of our employees that was actually able to quit his second job that he was working because he was making so much with us, and that allowed him time to spend with his family. And, and to me, that's what it's all about. Right. That's that was just literally the magic, the magic formula. Um, and additionally, the, the kind of unintended benefit is the teamwork in the restaurant is now remarkable because two things have happened. One, there's no more like one job is higher or lower than another. right? There's no more hierarchy of people believing that that's the aspirational job. Every job is, is, is equal across the board.
0: The move was done first and foremost with the intention of elevating wages across the board and providing a livable wage to every employee at Bartaco. But the structure also had some interesting additional effects on the managing side.
1: And secondly, um, and this kind of happened over time, and we didn't really intend for it, but it was a great benefit to us. Is like our labor model started self-managing. The stores that realized the benefit of if we have less hours in the pool, I make more per hour. So if I'm standing working next to DJ and he's not holding his weight, like I don't have a problem calling him out because he's taking money directly out of my pocket. And when we started to hear these conversations, we were actually enamored. Like we never thought about it in the beginning. It was always meant to be a way to elevate wages, make a living wage and have the pay be equal across the board. But now we're seeing the staff kind of build this culture internally of like, Hey, this guy's not pulling his weight. Um, You know, we, we, do something here, and it's been amazing to see what a positive impact it's had in the cultures that have adopted the program.
0: Now, when you implement something as bold as this, there is likely to be a bit of pushback. Surprisingly, though, some of that came from the kitchen side. In the end, the team at Bartaco found that with time, adjustments came a little bit easier.
1: The two biggest pushbacks we have were both from the culinary side. Um, you know, one was the the uh, tenured. Uh, line cook that just couldn't get over the fact that the dishwasher was making the same amount as him or her. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, it, it, culture is about all the individual people, right? So someone has that mentality, they're above another employee, at the, that's probably not the right person for our team anyways. Um, and the other thing that was really challenging was the traditional back of house employees used to a flat wage, right? I'm going to pay you 18 hours an hour, that's what you're going to make. Telling them, I'm going to pay you 10 but you're going to receive a tip share that's going to get you to 22. They look at us and say, you're crazy. I don't trust you. I'm leaving. I'm very skittish. And when the checks, you know, week to week, it fluctuates a little bit, right? It's not exactly 22. It might be 24 and 20. And And that's a really challenging thing to get a person that's been paid a set hourly wage for two decades to understand. Um, So there was definitely some pushback. There was some a little trepidation. Um, But after the first month, they saw the consistency. And the best part was we're actually able to go to either new employees or existing ones and say, hey, look, here's the pay last week for the employee that you're, you know, an employee in your like job. And it really is dissipated now.
0: With industry-leading training programs and an innovative, bold wage structure, Bartaka was poised for a huge 2023 and beyond.
1: Yeah, uh, we've got a big year in 2023. Um, I mentioned earlier we're partnering with a company called One Huddle for a new learning management system that we're really excited about. Um, we're, we're, we'll be fully rolled out on seven shifts at the beginning of the year, which we're insanely excited about the employee sentiment component of that. That's actually a big thing for Bartaco next year, that our priority is to focus on the employee sentiment first, guest sentiment second, and then sales and labor. Third. Um, we, we think that's a leading indicator of everything. So we're really excited about making that a big part of our culture next year. And then for growth for us, we're opening um, maybe eight, up to eight restaurants next year. Um, it's the largest amount of restaurants that Bartaka will ever do in one year in our history. Um, we're entering some really great new markets. We've got um, the Wharf in DC opening in January. We have a store in Brookline, Massachusetts in February. We have East Nashville in March, Bucktown Chicago uh, around April, we're doing Charleston, we're doing um, Lowen and Fenway Park, Coconut Grove in Miami. Um, you know, we're doing some really great new markets. We're expanding some existing markets. Um, we've got a lot of great things coming up. So for us, we're just really excited to be able to continue to get into these communities and be able to really be that community partner and, and, and get as involved as we can. Um, that's, that's what makes all these openings fun. So for us, you know, we're looking forward to being in the backyards of hopefully some of your listeners.
0: Thank you for joining us for the pre-shift podcast presented by 7Shifts. Be sure to follow us on social media for new episodes and bonus content and as always my inbox is open at dj at sevenshifts.com. Let me know what you think of the show, who you want to hear, or just drop in and say hello. We'll see you next time, next week on the Pre-Shift Podcast.